Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Did you know that there was other sports going on besides the fiercest rivalry in college football, at least in the Treasure State? There was. There is. We tried to keep you as updated as possible as we could around here at Nuanas now last week. But certainly the rivalry between Montana and Montana State on the gridiron took center stage. It always does. I love that it does. I also uh, feel bad that it does because I think that there's so many great young high school athletes, especially the high school football players, that completely get overshadowed by this game. And, you know, state volleyball, state cross country is a little earlier on, so they get to take center stage for a weekend. And then state volleyball is the week before the rivalry. That that gets to take center stage for the weekend. And the high school football playoffs always takes a back seat to the, uh, the rivalry between Montana and Montana State. So let's get you all caught up and head into Thanksgiving. We are going to talk high school football. We're going to talk college basketball. We're going to talk... More FCS, but instead of rehashing everything that went down in Missoula on Saturday, we're going to look ahead to the FCS playoffs. And, of course, we're going to talk some NFL with a huge slate of Turkey Day games coming up. This is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana, Montana Television most days. Looks like uh, we might be having some trouble with SWX, but uh, we'll be back on there as soon as we possibly can. And if you want to see our beautiful faces and uh, our beautiful studio here, at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. You can always tune in on the ESPN MT app as well. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here in Missoula, Montana. We're going to get things started with a prep extra going all the way around the wide world of prep sports, particularly those high school football uh, games. We also 
uh, are going to have our Treasure State Stars for the week, highlighting some of the best individual performances from around uh, the state of Montana. And uh, we're going to hear from Pat Duchesne, the head coach of the um, Florence Falcons. They three-time Class B state champions. Also had planned on uh, Kellen Harrison, the quarterback for the um, Bozeman Hawks. He and I uh, had a little crossing of wires, and then he's at basketball practice right now. So uh, we missed him this week, but we'll get him on next week. By the way, this is our last uh, day of Nuanas now. So, uh, Andrew, you can make that note. No Kellen Harrison bit today. Uh, We'll hear from the Bozeman High quarterback um, next week. But he is our Vertical Rays Class AA Player of the Week. Our good friend Pete Hamill will be back next week for a full redux of the – football season, but uh, Pete, I know that you just got back from the other side of the ocean and uh, I know that you, you're feeling under the weather. We hope you feel better soon, pal, uh, but this week's Class AA Player of the Week, the guy who had five total touchdowns in the state championship game and led Bozeman to a 35-27 win. We will hear from Kellen Harrison next week, so we'll have our little Treasure State Stars. Then we'll give you an update on what's going on in college hoops. That's also been overshadowed quite a bit these last uh, couple weeks, but both the Montana State men's team and the Lady Grizz played last night, so uh, what's the latest with them? The Grizz men also have uh, <laughs> quite an opponent on uh, Friday. They had to play the Houston Cougars. Yeah, those ones, the one that were in the Final Four recently. So um, that'll be <laughs> quite a challenge, certainly. Uh, but we'll talk about Grizz Hoops as well. Hour number two, Sam Herder is going to join us. If some of this stuff seems a little early in our normally scheduled programming, it, it is. Because, again, we don't have a show tomorrow. So uh, we're getting some of your your familiars in here before we uh, go into the long weekend. So Sam Herder will, will join us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour to talk all things SCS football. And uh, then I also recorded earlier today with Brooks Nuanez, uh, our our co-founder and uh, one of our primary editors at SkylineSportsMT.com, but also our go-to guy to talk all things NFL football, all things betting lines in the NFL. So all football all the time coming up here uh, in just a little while as well. We'll just go sort of just uh, down the line here. Actually, let's, let's go not in the... Uh, order of biggest to smallest, like we often do. Let's just straight roll on uh, the most exciting. First of all, the AA championship game was a one-point game with a minute and 49 seconds to go. The Class A championship game went into overtime, and the Class B championship game went into overtime. So great football played at the high school level. So Prep Extra presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. But Class A, it's going back and forth, it's going back and forth. And then uh, Columbia Falls scores to go up in overtime, and Dylan answers with a touchdown, but then they go for two. Key Christensen, if you want to watch a video that'll make you smile, Key Christensen, the, the quarterback for the Dylan Beavers, he... um. Runs in the two-point conversion, which is a walk-off because Columbia Falls has already scored and taken the extra point. So the fact that Dylan goes for two and Key Christensen scores, it is a true walk-off on their home field. And Dylan wins 36-35. There's a video on 406 MT Sports of this um, walk-off two-point conversion. And the level of, of joy and... 
ecstasy that these Dylan Beavers are experiencing at this exact moment when they scored this walk-off touchdown. And then the photos that are up there, too, of these guys. I mean, and you got to just feel heartsick for Columbia Falls. But also, what a run by the Wildcats. I mean, they were, they were uh, yeah, I can say up and down. They were good all year, but they had a couple losses to some of the best teams in the state. But they started playing their best football down the stretch, and then they really just wrecked the bracket. And, uh, they, you know, they were the fourth seed out of the West, and Dylan was the number one overall seed, but they still get there all the way to the championship game. So great year by Columbia Falls. Uh, great job by Cody Schweikert, who's a Grizz-bound quarterback. Grizz fans got to be excited about him after having such a great postseason run. But also, what a year by the Dillon Beavers. Dillon has had unbelievable football tradition. I mean, if if Great Falls, you know, if if Butte High School was the team of the first half of the 20th century in Montana, and then Great Falls CMR was the team of the second half of the 20th century, especially in the 70s, 80s, and 90s under Jack Johnson, Dillon has been the team of the 21st century in the state of Montana. The first 23-plus years now here of the 21st century, Dillon has had more success than anybody. They won their first state title in 2002, and they've won nine total over that time span. But this was their first since 2016. And I thought it was cool that, uh, you know, I, I wondered, I mean, Dillon's a great town with great sports tradition, but I wondered what would happen when two central figures that were so important to so many different things that Dylan was doing across the sporting landscape. That's Terry Thomas and Rick Nordahl. When those guys were done coaching, what was going to happen? Because to- Coach Thomas, I mean, he's, he's a Montana High School Hall of Famer uh, in two sports. I mean, he's one of the great high school football coaches and one of the great high school basketball coaches this state has seen. And uh, he just happily retired. We had him on when he got inducted to the Hall of Fame. It was a great interview. Loved, loved hearing from him. But... He passed on the football thing to Rick Nordahl. And then when, when Coach Nordahl stepped away, then I was wondering, you know, what's going to happen? Because those guys were two of the great coaches ever, and they had 30-plus years' experience uh, together. And they built up the foundation of what all of this means. Well, Zach McCray, who's a young guy, he's class of 2007, so he's only a couple years uh, younger than I am. He um, was a great two-sport athlete there in Dillon, and now he's the head coach of the football team. And what a great way to cap an, uh, an undefeated season. And uh, Dylan, the ch- state champions for the ninth time, but the first time since 2016, 36-35 win over Columbia Falls. It's Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. It's our Prep Extra, presented by Farmers State Bank. You want to stream the show? You always can. 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live, and you'll find the stream. You can also always use the ESPN MT app. And if you want to be a part of the show, you got questions, comments, feedback, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. And all guests will join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Here in about five, six minutes, Pat Duchesne, the head coach of the Florence Falcons, will join us. So we'll, we'll save a bunch of the commentary for that. The one thing I'll tell you is the result. They won 21-14 at Manhattan in overtime. And the Falcons, they are now three straight Class B champions. That's the first time in Class B history that anybody has won three straight titles. The double-A game pitted undefeated Bozeman High School versus uh, Kalispell Glacier, who was the number one seed out of the West. And this was a back-and-forth game. Lived up to the billing, certainly. Uh, we were watching this thing down at the Mo Club on Friday night. It was awesome for them to put it on for us. And uh, it was back-and-forth. I mean, it was 7-7 to and then 14-14, to and, and nobody really g- gained any breathing room. But Bozeman was up 28-27. 
with a minute and 49 seconds to go. And Kellen Harrison, on a third and 24, threw uh, a 27-yard touchdown to Quade Ash, and that proved to be the final margin of victory. Bozeman wins 35-27. Kellen Harrison, four passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. He is our vertical raise Class AA Player of the Week this week. In uh, eight-man, there was a lot of, of talk all year about Belt because they were the defending state champs. There was a whole bunch of talk here on the western side of the state about a lot of upstart teams, including Mission, who went all the way to the state championship last year, and then R. Lee, who was sort of the newcomer to the table this year. Fairview's about as far east as you can get. There's not much media coverage up there in northeastern Montana. And so Fairview kind of quietly chugged through the regular season. Well, then once the playoff came around, Fairview looked like a team on a mission for sure. And they go into Belt. First time Belt has ever hosted the Class C state championship game. And the Warriors have little trouble. 40-28, to 28, they captured their second straight state championship. Excuse me, their second state title uh, in five years and the second in school history. And uh, good job by Fairview. I'm looking at the, the team picture here. And, I mean, th- this is the thing, man. Sometimes it just it just comes down to, well, numbers is always going to help you, but it's having a whole bunch of guys that know how to play together. And, I mean, this Fairview picture has, let's see, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. you got 20-plus guys that are dressed out uh, for this football game. And I know they had a, a big senior class and uh, certainly a team that was on a mission. So congratulations to Fairview, the eight-man champions of the world. And then, of course, in six-man, not that there's a, a ton of headline stealers when it comes to six-man, uh, just because there's these are from some of the smallest towns in Montana. But Freud Medicine Lake has certainly been the most uh, reputable six-man team over the last several years, and that's because they have this stud athlete, Mason Deathman, who's a Division One guy. He's coming to Montana State to play for the Bobcats. Freud Medicine Lake won back-to-back titles. Um and then lost last year in the playoffs, so they were gunning for their third in four years. They averaged more than 66 points per game this year. They scored 79 in the quarterfinals of the playoffs and 82 in the semifinals of the playoffs to uh, secure a state championship uh, game bid, but then they ran into a Centerville team. Centerville's been kind of going through it since they dropped down to six-man. They were great in eight-man. They won the Class C eight-man championships in 1999 and 2006, but Centerville hadn't had that same level of success in uh, six-man. Well, they found it again. And how about this? Luke Kelly, a uh, unbelievable performance. Nine total touchdowns. And Centerville topples Freud Medicine Lake 63-48 for the uh, third championship in school history, but only the first uh, in their six-man era. So pretty impressive there. And that capped a 12-0 perfect season for uh Centerville in Class C six bets. So there you go. That's your run of state champions from across the state of Montana. Bozeman High School in Double A, Beaverhead County High School in Class A, Florence Carlton High School in Class B, Fairview High School in Class C eight man, and Centerville in Class C six man. We'll transition our prep extra into our Bitterroot breakdown. It's also presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907, and also. A, been fiercely supporting high school athletics across the state of Montana for the better part of the last century. We go to the Rangers Brothers Army phone line. Welcome in again. It's become a friend of the show this year because his team's done nothing but win, and now he has a third straight 
Class B state championship to their credit. The Florence Falcons win in overtime, 21-14 at Manhattan uh, over a Tigers team that had won, I think, nine or ten in a row coming into the game. Coach, you're saying, first of all, congratulations, man. I know that uh, we talked about a lot of the pressures coming into this season. This must have been a pretty spectacular and special moment for you and your players on Saturday. Yeah, thank you, Coulter. Thanks for having me on. Um, it was. It's... Um, you know, I, I I think the feeling is still a little bit surreal for a lot of people, but just so happy and so proud of of our boys to go through the adversity that they had to go through from the second we got there till the second we left, and and to persevere in overtime was just was just phenomenal. Well, take us through uh, this playoff run because I know we talked to you coming into the playoffs. And you guys certainly uh, received your tests. And then it's it's a weird thing with the way the Class B championship site works. Even though you guys are undefeated and the defending champs, you got to go on the road. So just tell us about sort of the build to the state championship and then how what it was like trying to sort of transition and go on the road for the chipper. You know, um, going into the, into the playoffs, you know, I think we talked about it before. We were just going to kind of take one game at a time, um, played some – some really good opponents. Um, you know, Columbus was a was a good test, and obviously Red Lodge came in and, and gave us a good test as well to see where we were at. And then when we found out we were on the road, we really, honestly, didn't didn't talk about it a whole lot. Um, the only thing that we really talked to um, or talked about as a team, as a program, um, was you know, greatness doesn't come easy. Um, and sometimes you have to go win on the road to be able for these boys to, to allow these boys to be able to put their names on that trophy and and in the history books. Well, it's so cool. It certainly is a historical accomplishment. I know I texted you a couple weeks ago because I did a whole bunch of research on the three-time champions, and it's happened before in Montana, fifteen times previously to your team. And a smattering of times in eight-man and six-man and double-A and A, but never in Class B. So you have the uh, unique distinction now, Coach, of being the only three-time champions uh, in, in Class B's history. What all has gone into this? I mean, I, you know, like they say, the harder, most difficult thing in sports is not winning a championship but winning another one, and now you guys got three in a row. What have been the challenges you guys have had to overcome, and how have you guys been able to do this? Well, I'm, I'm not sure if I would say a lot of challenges. Um, each year has brought a different, unique um, situation in its own right. Um, you know, we didn't feel like there was challenges that we had to overcome this year. We knew we were a little bit of the underdog because everybody talked about us losing, you know, all the athletes that we had the, the, the years prior. Um, but really, the way the boys pulled together and stayed together all season in, in a closeness, um, type setting, you know, they're just, they're, they're, they're so tight. This group was, um, that I don't feel like we really had to overcome anything because they, they overcome a challenge because they kind of policed it themselves. Um, you know, with just taking care of each other, doing the right things. Um, you know, just phenomenal kids, a phenomenal group of kids to be around. 
Well, and that's that's culture in a nutshell, right? Patrick Shane joining us here uh, on Nuwana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and our ESPN MT app. It's our Bitterroot Breakdown. It's presented by Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. Uh, Manhattan's tough. They're always tough. Uh, that just seems to be something that, you know, it just stems from the town that they live in, right? There's a lot of tough people in that part of the, the world as well. Um, what did you think of the effort you got from the Tigers? And just take us through this game because this was like a back and forth, a complete slugfest, 14-14 and 14 going to overtime, and then you guys were able to pull away. But just take us through regulation and just uh, just how difficult things were and how well both defenses played. You know, yeah, hat goes off to Manhattan. Their their kids were were flying around. They came out um, a little more physical than what we thought um, or what we were used to. I guess um, they they punched us in the mouth pretty hard. Um, they, uh, you know, it just they they flew around. Their defense was solid. They they took some things away from us um, that we weren't prepared for. We needed to make a couple adjustments. Um, we should have made them earlier um, than what we did, but yeah, hats off. I mean, it's a it's a big feat for those guys. You know, anytime you can make it to a state championship, I mean, it means you're the you're one of the two best teams in the state. Um, so hats off to those guys for having a phenomenal season and bouncing back after a kind of a slower start for them. I know, and then they just they just got better and better every single week. And then you get to OT. So how, how are you guys able to close it out? I know it was a thrilling finish, but I mean, when you get into the overtime and you kind of know that it's getting down to it, how do you think your team just reacted to that and rose to the occasion? Well, it was the, you know answering that question. It was it, 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 I wasn't I was stressed. I'm not going to lie to you, um, but I saw the look of determination on every one of those kids at halftime. Um, and I felt comfortable. You know, you want to you want to be on defense first in in that kind of overtime setting. And we didn't get the opportunity, so we said, no matter what, we gotta, you know, we have to punch this one in. Um, my record's not very great up until it's still not in overtimes. Um, I was zero two. One of them was to was to Manhattan at our place a few years ago. Sure. Um, so we kind of had a little bit of experience with that, and we knew that. You know, if we just pounded forward, um, we were going to get into the end zone. And we have a great PAT kicker. At that point, that was a tough decision on my part to kick the PAT, knowing that Manhattan was going to go for two because they've gone for two all, all year. Uh, do you go for two to try to try to secure? We decided to kick. But, man, when our defense went out there and our, our, our uh, nose tackle, Ben Kevla, um came through big boy and, and stripped him about the one yard line. We got some great still photos of it, um, stripped him at the one yard line. And we, we were able to come out of the pile with it and it just kind of sealed it, you know, and there was a lot of, a lot of relief that flowed off of a, off of a guy's shoulders going, okay, you know, if they get the two point here, if they score, they get the two point. It's, you know, I'm not going to be, I'm going to have to answer some tough questions and I'm going to have to own not coaching it. Right. But in a state championship game, the ball bounces the way it bounces, and and you just you got to find a way to win. Well, it's so awesome, and uh, what an ending it was, and it was so cool to watch all the state championship games because I mean, double A, A, and B all just came all the way down the wire. I mean, you mentioned the two point conversion. Yeah. Dylan wins on the walk off two point conversion, coach. So there was that even happened this weekend. 
Right, right, yeah, no. So, so many close games in those in that 11, in those eleven man games, and and that's what you get. You know, you should oh, yeah. get those when you when you have the top two teams at the end of the season. Well, the numbers at the end of the year for Florence uh, striking. I mean, an, an unbelievable run of dominance. Talking about uh, averaging forty five and a half points per game, giving up less than ten. I think eight point eight is what it finished at for the uh, the season there at Florence, and uh, an undefeated run. So. Um, Coach, I know you had you had so many guys that were headliners the last couple of years, and this team had a whole bunch of guys that had moments in the spotlight, but it seemed like they were such a cohesive unit. So, I mean, what what when you look back on this specific group, what will stand out to you? What will you remember most about these guys? I think the the, the biggest thing is they were excited for each other's success. Um, you know, if we had a receiver come out one game and get close to 100 yards on five or six catches, the the other receiver that maybe wasn't targeted as much, he was he was just as excited for him. You know, if our run game was working, which it did, you know, the week prior when we were able to rush for 331 yards, the receivers weren't complaining that they weren't getting the ball. Um, you know, so I think that cohesiveness right there and those guys just believing in something bigger than themselves was was huge and that's that's what I believe I firmly believe that propelled them to to win that state championship at the end of the day. Well congratulations, congratulations to you and your team and the Florence community and uh what a fun deal it has been to watch all along. Patrick Shane, head coach of the Florence Falcons after their twenty one fourteen overtime victory over Manhattan to win the Class B state championship for the third season in a row. Coach, appreciate you being here man. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Colter. Appreciate all the all the hard work you guys do. Well, it's easy when you're just covering guys that do nothing but win. I mean, it's pretty easy to, to just uh, talk to Coach Duchesne about just, you know, rolling through the bracket and then win it. You know, I mean, and they didn't roll in the state championship game. It was a great game. And that's what you expect out of the state championship game. So, uh, great job by them. It's our Bitterroot Breakdown. It's presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. We, uh, we wanted to get with Kellen Harrison, uh, the quarterback of Bozeman High, and we still will do that because I do want to have some um, feedback from that. We also want to get with Key Christensen, the quarterback for the Dillon Beavers. The problem with these two guys, uh, they're state championship quarterbacks, and they got to enjoy it for uh, about a day and a half. I guess the, the Class A guys got to enjoy it for less than a day, and the AA guys, they got to, you know, Kellen Harrison got to enjoy it since Friday night, I guess. But basketball tryouts started on Monday, and both these guys play basketball too. They're both awesome basketball players. So, uh, we had a, we only have, we have a short week here at Nuanas now. No show tomorrow. So, had a hard time tracking those guys down. But um, that's not to say that we won't have them on. We'll be back at it with a full slate of shows next week. So, uh, very much looking forward to that. And uh, Kellen Harrison, Key Christensen, and uh, some others from these class. Uh, just state championships from all classifications will certainly be a part of it. But what I do want to highlight are Vertical Rays, Class AA Player of the Week. Vertical Rays is an outstanding uh, online fundraising platform. If you have any sort of organization that needs to raise some money, particularly when it comes to high school sports, Vertical Rays is an awesome place. So, you know, everybody that's familiar with high school sports, you know you've been knocking on the neighbor's door, you're selling the cookie dough, you're selling the candy bars, got the candied apples or the gift wrap or whatever. That's all fine and dandy. That's all good. I know you know when you're when you're uh, in the neighborhood, your neighbors love to see the local kids, you know, coming over and just talking to them. They, they enjoy that, cer- certainly. But how do you get people from outside your neighborhood 
to give you some some uh, some donations. That's what Vertical Rays does. They set up the uh, this whole system, and then they can communicate with people from everybody on your team's networks. And, you know, that aunt that lives in Vermont or that grandma that lives in South Carolina or that great friend that follows along from afar, they can all give you some money. They can all donate to the cause and help raise money for these organizations. So Vertical Rays does a great job of that. Uh, if you want to find out more about Vertical Rays, you can hit them up on social media. They're very active on Instagram. Uh, you can also visit verticalrays.com. Our final for the season, Class AA Player of the Week, it is Kellen Harrison. He's the quarterback of the Bozeman High Hawks. Four passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown to help Bozeman to a 35-27 victory over Kalispell Glacier. The uh, He said after the state championship game, this is to Parker Cotton of the Bozeman Daily Chronicle. Uh, Harrison said, I just want to be remembered as a team that was resilient and came back after the year we lost and we won the state championship, and that's exactly what happened. And Harrison was a huge cog in that. He was 19 of 24 overall. The one that will be remembered most, though, is the longest completion of the night for the Bozeman quarterback on a third and 24 with his team clinging to a one-point lead. Harrison rolled to his right and heaved a ball towards the end zone. Tight end Quade Ash, who's a fellow senior, he came down with the pass and scored a 27-yard touchdown. And that helped boost Bozeman to an eight-point victory over a really, really good Kalispell Glacier team. That's just how good Bozeman was this year. I mean, Glacier is outstanding. They have Division I talent all over the field. Jackson Presley is probably the most purely talented quarterback in the state of Montana this year. And he's got Cash Kokachia, who's coming to the Grizz. Isaac Kime, who's coming to the Grizz. Henry Sellards, who's a big offensive lineman, is going to North Dakota State. They got dudes for days up in Glacier. And they had a great year. It's a great run. But Bozeman, the Kings of Class AA again. Amazing the way that they've got that program rolling now. Forever and ever, there's sort of this misnomer. People said, oh, Bozeman High School is only good at football. They're only good at sports because they have a giant population. Well, having a bunch of students only gets you so far. What do the students like to do? And the culture at Bozeman High School was the students like to run cross country for a really long time. That's why they were dominant in cross country. They like to play basketball, both boys and girls basketball. They were really good. The football team never won a state championship. They did not win a state championship after 1917 until they won it again in 2010. Well, now they've won five since 2010, and now they have seven overall. So they are climbing the list of all-time state championships in Class AA history. And Kellen Harrison certainly has a huge part in that. So he is our Vertical Rays Class AA Player of the Week. That's our final weekly award. We will be doling out Players of the Year awards. So stay tuned for that. And uh, Pete Hamill, who's our contributing guest and also uh, the main man for Vertical Rays in Western Montana, uh, he'll be back next week in studio with us to talk all things uh, Class AA football here on Nuanas Now. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you. Oh, no, it's not even close to hour number two. I, I'm so far ahead of myself, I'm already dreaming of Thanksgiving. No, we're, we're going to keep on talking high school football. <laughs> if you ever wonder if uh, maybe every once in a while your, your daily host here gets a little uh, senioritis, just looking ahead a little bit to the vacay, uh, you know, that's what it was right there. But don't worry. <laughs> we still have plenty of hour number one. 
and a jam-packed hour number two as well. Our Treasure State Stars highlighting some of the best of the best from around the uh, state of Montana. That's next. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. Allman Brothers for you on the way back here. Who has now? ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We are coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here uh, at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. I'd never done that before. I'd never done what I just did. That was hilarious. At least I hope you guys thought it was. I tried to close down the first hour of the show. It's only 4.30. <laughs> so here comes hour number two. We rolled out high school football, and I, I thought we were doing so great. And I was enjoying being with you so much that I just uh, I just lost track of time. No, little did I know that we still have um, plenty of high school stuff, and we're going to talk some college hoops as well uh, here before hour number one's even finished. So sorry, sorry for deceiving you. But uh, the good news for you is that if you're listening in live, you're probably going to be listening in live for as long as you want or need to. And uh, if you're listening on the podcast, then. Uh, you're probably just along for the ride from start to finish. So you know, no matter how you're tuning in, we appreciate you for being here. Stuart Treasure State Stars is presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Treasure State Star number one, he's our vertical raise class AA player of the week. And uh, also the guy he hooked up with on the touchdown, times two from the Bozeman Hawks, Kellen Harrison and Quade Ash, each of them. We're vertical raised double A players of the week this week. And what a moment for them. A couple seniors hooking up for a touchdown that solidified Bozeman's 35 27 win over Kalispell Glacier. Terrace State star number two. How about Key Christensen, the Dillon senior quarterback? He ran in a two point conversion for a walk off in overtime 36 35. Dillon beats Columbia Falls. What an awesome moment for him. What an awesome moment for Dillon. This from their head coach, Zach McCray. The motto that we said all year is go for it. These kids lay it on the line. I think it would have been a cop-out for me to not lay it on the line for them. So we put it in the hands of our best athlete. We went for two. We went for it, and now we get to party. I'm sure they're partying in uh, in the very most Dillon way down there at Beaverhead uh, County High School. But to Dillon, their ninth state championship in program history, their first since 2016. And uh, how about the gusto to just go for it? Trevor State number three. The Florence defense, 
they were lights out all year long. They pitched multiple shutouts. Ended up giving up just 8.8 points per game all season long. But it was their goal line stand in overtime that kept Manhattan out of the end zone and secured a 21-14 victory. That gives Florence their third straight Class B state championship, the first time ever a team of football program has won three in a row at the Class B level. Watching the video, I, did, I just said the whole Florence defense for this Treasure State star because watching the video of them stopping Manhattan on the goal line, you can't really tell who's initially there to make the tackle because there's like three guys. Then there's a whole scrum, and they actually force a fumble by Manhattan. I don't know if it really would have mattered or not because the ball carrier was certainly short of the end zone either way. But then when the ball was out and the refs deemed that it was Florence possession, then it's really game over. I don't really know who you can highlight, but Tyler Abbott, who's a a senior uh, linebacker for the Falcons, he gave a great quote to Jeff Welsh of 406 MT Sports. He said, it's the coolest feeling ever. It was a dogfight at the end, and that's just so special to me. I'll remember this moment forever. So that's what it's all about. Fun times, fun memories for these uh, young men and women, uh, but particularly these young men that played on state championship Friday and Saturday this uh, last weekend. Thursday star number four. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this correctly. If I'm not, I'm sorry. There's not exactly pronunciation guides for uh, Class C eight-man football in Montana. If somebody in Fairview, those listening, and I'm not saying this right, just text us in, 406-888-1029, and I am certainly happy to correct this. Jeff Tadelje, as I think is how you say it, Tadelje, T-J-E-L-D-E. Either way, he's the quarterback from Fairview, and Jeff had an awesome game in the uh, state championship. He snared an interception on defense, and then on the very ensuing possession, he scored on a fourth and goal to put Fairview up 7-0. He scored a little later on to tie the game at 14, and then he added a third touchdown as Fairview pulls away from Belt 40-28. to So the uh, second championship says 2019 for Fairview, the second in their school's history. Thursday Star number five. Thursday Stars presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Luke Kelly, he's a quarterback for Centerville, and they beat Freud Medicine Lake 63-48 to claim the six-man state title. How about this? Nine total touchdowns for Luke Kelly. That's right. That's not a typo. Nine. Kelly helped uh, Centerville outduel Montana State commit Mason Deathman, who's an outstanding athlete, certainly one of the best uh, in the uh, Class C six-man ranks. And uh, that win by Centerville also completed a 12-0 season. So uh, they went winless their first year playing six-man, and now they're the unbeaten state champions. So great job by Centerville and uh, great job by Luke Kelly. Nine total touchdowns. That's going to be something that's Hard to match. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. A couple other notes. We're going to talk a little bit more college hoops here to close out hour number one. But the Bobcat men did play last night, as did the Lady Grizz. Last night for the Bobcat men, they're completely shorthanded. They only had eight healthy scholarship players. And this is coming off of uh, an epic win in at Cal. Uh, Matt Logie getting a, a power five victory in year one early on. But then the, the Cats came down to earth last night uh, with only eight scholarship players available and uh, just a horrendous shooting night for the Cats. 
They lost in overtime 54-53 to Green Bay. This was in Bozeman. This was not for any lack of effort, though, on Robert Ford's part. At one point in this game, the Cats were something like 1 of 14 from 3, and Robert Ford was 5 of 8 from 3. So, I mean, he certainly carried the day. Again, the Cats only scored 53 points. Well, Robert Ford, he had 26 of them. He also had 13 rebounds, 7 steals, and he did not come out of the game. He played 45 minutes, stem to stern, all the way through overtime. Ford scored MSU's final 11 points in regulation uh, and during a, uh, to, to help force overtime. And uh, his fifth steal of the evening came with 18 seconds remaining in regulation after a timeout. He also drew a foul, and that was what helped the Bobcats extend the games and push it 49-49 to OT. But Montana State, they fall just short, but certainly a an effort to remember uh, by Robert Ford III. A, uh, again, it should be. He's certainly the most familiar name back on Montana State. He should be one of the better players, at least familiar faces, returning in the Big Sky Conference in men's hoops. And then our final Cheddar State star, come on, Matt Koning for the Lady Grizz. She had 15 points and uh, four assists, and the Lady Grizz had a 76-71 win at Grand Canyon. So Lady Grizz get their first win of the year. They uh, they dropped a couple to to, I think you could say, probably future NCAA tournament teams. They lost at home to Gonzaga and Washington State. And uh, then they uh, they get their first win at Grand Canyon. Lady Grizz didn't shoot the ball particularly well, uh, especially from three, just 9 of 26 from three. They did shoot about 44% overall, so not bad there. And uh, 17 turnovers, probably a little too much for Ryan Holsinger, but uh, a decently balanced scoring effort. Uh, Koning, Danny Barch, Carmen G. Feller, and Maggie uh, Espen-Miller-McGraw were all in double figures, uh, as was Macy Hewitt off the bench. So uh, Lady Grizz, they get their first win of the season. And uh, we'll talk some more college hoops uh, a little bit later on. The All-Big Sky Awards and uh, All-Conference lists came out. I have way less gripes than I normally do, although I do have a few. We'll talk All-Big Sky football and a little bit more about college basketball. On the other side, that's our Treasure State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. More with All Big Sky Football on the other side. Keep it right here. No one is now. ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. It's an iconic song. Patty Smith, certainly an icon in her own right. I was today days old, though, when I learned that song was written by Bruce Springsteen. I had no idea. I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. Like they say, learn something new every day. Welcome back. New is now. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. And the ESPN MT app. I appreciate you guys for joining in. Thanks so much for riding with us. It's a short week. It's our last 
uh, show of the week. We will be back next Monday. Uh, so taking a elongated Thanksgiving holiday and uh, very much looking forward to it. The All Big Sky lists are out for football, and it was nearly a, a clean sweep for the Montana Grizzlies when it came to the overall awards. The uh, Coach of the Year, unanimously, Robert, Howans, uh, Robert Lawrence Houck III. Bobby Houck um, certainly deserved this, no question about it. Um, he led Montana to their first Big Sky Conference Championship since 2009, First outright title in the league in quite some time, just period. And he did it with a team that people thought were going to be middle of the road coming into the year, and people thought were going to be uh, certainly middle of the road coming out of the first month of the season, and that people thought were in trouble of even being a playoff team after they lost their conference opener at Northern Arizona, and then a team that hasn't lost since that takes the two seed uh, into the FCS playoffs. So uh, pretty darn impressive by Bobby Houck, and uh, I don't know who else you could have voted for. I mean, it, you know, Jason Eck did a great job at, at Idaho. Bobby Houck won at Idaho. Brett Vegan was doing a great job at Montana State, and then, you know, that kind of got knocked down a little bit. I think the Bobcats still had a fine, good year, but uh, losing at Idaho and losing at Montana in the last month certainly uh, derails at least some of the expectations that you had uh, coming into the season. I don't really know who else you'd say were candidates out of the big sky. I mean, Dan Hawkins' team at UC Davis was good. I guess you could say Cody Hawkins was a uh, a candidate at Idaho State, but they ended up only winning three games. gave up 63 in the final game of the year. So um, it, it was Bobby Houck in a runaway. I also imagine that Eli Gilman was the freshman of the year in a runaway as well. Gilman has nearly 1,000 yards rushing. He is, already has as many I – think, I think he has the most rushing yards – in a single season by a Grizz freshman, and uh, he certainly deserved freshman of the year. I also thought Clifton McDowell, the Montana quarterback, as the newcomer of the year, was a uh, no-brainer. And then we were wondering, Andrew Houghton and I both were, about the uh, offensive and defensive players of the year. We were both on the same page in that the Grizz defense is absolutely the best defense in the, in the Big Sky Conference. So somebody from that unit needed to be chosen. But to try to differentiate between Riley Wilson and his great pass rush stats and Trevin Gradney and his great interception stats and Braxton Hill and his great total tackle stats, they're all sort of tied to what? One thing, the linchpin of what the defense is. The guy that sparks the pass rush, the guy that ignites the blitzes, the guy that controls the line of scrimmage, the guy that frees up the linebackers to roam and be the free hitters in Montana's run fits, uh, the guy that does it all, and his stats might not be flashy, although I will argue that nine and a half tackles for loss for a, a true nose guard is pretty impressive. But the league got this right. I was I was fully ready and willing and coming in prepared with my rant about why Alex Gubner should have been the Big Sky Conference defensive MVP. And guess what? We don't even have to because my rant instead is just telling you why he is the Big Sky Conference defensive MVP. The big man in the middle for the Montana defense certainly deserves it. I was going at people on Twitter that were questioning this because, again, the whole mechanism of the defense for the Grizz, it's all based on 99. Gubner is the dude. He sets the tone across the board. The way he operates, the things he reads, the flashes he makes across the center's face, 
That's the thing that ignites all the rest of the reads within the whole defense. Braxton Hill's gotten dozens of tackles this year because of Alex Gubner. So is Tyler Flink. So has Levi Janicaro and Riley Wilson. And, you know, just keep on going down the line. Nash Bouch and, and Garrett Graves and Jackson Lee and Ryder Meyer in the secondary. So much of that ability to take the ball away has been because of the pressure. And so much of that is spurred on by Gubner. So I'm glad the league got this right. Alex Gubner definitely deserved Defensive Player of the Year uh, in the Big Sky Conference. And then the Offensive Player of the Year. And it makes you wonder what would have happened if this guy would have been healthy all season. But it's Lan Larison. And he, coming into the UC Davis game, he had got hurt against Eastern Washington. It was either a week or two before that. But coming into the Davis game, there was a little uncertainty about his availability. But Montana head coach Bobby Houck said he thought Lan Larison was the best offensive player in the league. Well, by the time the dust settles, he earns Offensive Player of the Year. Larison rushed for 1,101 yards and 13 touchdowns, even though he did miss the middle portion of the season. He had 10 touchdowns in the last uh, three games of the year, uh, just that part. So, you know, and UC Davis kind of surged uh, into the uh, the end of the regular season, but they did not surge into the playoffs. So, Andrew, I have a question for you. I guess I have a two-part question for you. What would you think of, of Land Larison getting Big Sky Offensive Player of the Year? And if you do believe he is the best player uh, in the league, how much did that impact UC Davis not having him? And is that something the playoff committee should have uh, considered? Yeah, using the, the, the first part of your question first, uh, I would have voted for Hayden Hatton from Idaho for Offensive Player of the yeah. Year. He just, he just he is the best player in the conference. He led the conference in receiving yards. Again, I know his stats weren't off the charts yeah. like they were last year. Sure. He led the conference in receiving yards again. He had seven touchdowns. Giovanni McCoy only threw for 14 touchdowns. Uh, you know, Lane Larson had a phenomenal year. I didn't realize how good it was until I went and looked at his stats at the end of the year because he only played eight games, as you right. mentioned. He had a couple, like, gigantic games. I mean, he had, like, 275 against Eastern. I think he had another 200. So he got about half those yards and a couple huge explosive I mean, he had, a, he had a great game against Sack at the end yeah. of the year. Yep. And, and yep. Uh, you know, ironically, he looked like Cameron Scadaboo on a couple of those carries because he's just – he's – he does not go down easily, and he's a great story, right? We've talked about this before. The Idaho kid who winds up at UC right. Davis. I was thinking about this the other day because he got recruited a little bit by Bobby Houck. He got recruited a lot of bit by Brent Vegan. He got recruited. I guess he got recruited a lot by Jeff Choate first and foremost. But 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 Montana State, Montana, and uh, Idaho were all in the mix for this kid a little bit. But he went to UC Davis instead. I was just I was just daydreaming about uh, just imagining him on either of those other teams. He's great at Davis. He's actually. Maybe that's the best even fit for his skill set because he's so good at, at catching the ball in the backfield too. But I was just thinking, like, man, imagine him as a one-two punch with Eli Gilman or Anthony Woods. So that would be pretty impressive as well. Absolutely right. So, uh, so I would have voted for Hayden Hatton, but Lan Larison, great pick for Offensive Player of the Year. You don't need to to give me a counter argument as to why you voted for Lan Larison. Right. I get it. I just think it's close between those two guys. As for you know what that has to do with UC Davis making the playoffs, sure, it should be considered. You shouldn't need to get that far down the list, though, Yeah. to put UC Davis in the playoffs. I'm sure we'll talk more about this on the Big Sky Breakdown this week. UC Davis, and it, it's been for the second year in a row, UC Davis should have been in the playoffs. And again, they really only have themselves to blame because they lost to Eastern Washington, and I think they also lost to Northern Arizona. If you win either of those games, you're clearly in. But when you're looking at you beat Sacramento State, a team... 
uh, who's on the bubble with you in the final game of the regular season. Yeah. That just that should just finish it. And and you know it's not even about UC Davis versus Sac State. It's discounting the level of competition in the Big Sky here. Why did UC Davis lose to Eastern Washington and Northern Arizona? Because those are pretty decent teams. Those are teams that would be in the top half of the Southland or, what, the Ohio Valley, whatever they've got their co-op going on now. UC Davis gets to 5-3 and in conference, even though they don't knock off any, you know, they avoided Montana State, they avoided Montana, they avoided Idaho, okay. Yeah, right, they lost to Montana, but they might have, they they might have beat, I mean, I don't know, that's a a huge extrapolation, but like, they didn't have their best player against Montana, they lost by 8, so it's not as if they got completely run off the field. I I don't want to go through this whole argument now, as as I mentioned, we might go through it on the Big Sky Breakdown, but... Uh, a little a, a travesty, I think, that UC Davis is not in the playoffs, and you don't have to go all the way down the list to say, well, Lane Larison missed a couple of their most important games and games that they lost uh, to say that the Aggies should be in the playoffs. You shouldn't even get to that point. Well, it's down ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and our ESPN MT app. Because we're highlighting so many Grizz in this, again, Bobby Houck, the Big Sky Conference Coach of the Year, Alex Gubner, the Big Sky Conference Defensive MVP, Clifton McDowell, the Big Sky Conference Newcomer of the Year, and uh, Eli Gilman. The Big Sky Freshman of the Year. It's our Grizz Star of the Week, presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Paul Ryan and Angie Miller, they have a fierce love for this Missoula community and all over the state of Montana. They love to give back in a variety of ways, including contributing to uh, local youth sports teams all around Western Montana. If you need help with anything from criminal defense, medical malpractice, personal injury, call Ryan and Miller Law anytime. Anywhere, 24-7, Ryan and Miller Law, your Montana attorneys. Quickly, the uh, other Grizz that landed on the first-team All-Big Sky list, Junior Bergen at wide receiver, Brandon Casey on the offensive line, and then, uh, of course, Alex Gubner on the defensive side of the ball, Braxton Hill as well. Both corners, Corbin Walker and Trevin Gradney, both land on first-team All-League defense as well. And then Junior Bergen as a punt returner and Garrett Graves as a special teams performer for the Cats. Guys that landed on the first team All-League included Derek Snell, the uh, the outstanding H-back slash fullback, Trayton Pickering, the awesome tight end, Marcus Weir, and Rush Reimer on the offensive line, Sean Chambers as an all-purpose player. Then on the defensive side of the ball, Nolan Askelson gets on the first team for Montana State as well, a billing senior product, uh, as did Brody Greeby as well. The, the one gripe I would say, the one the one guy, and this is hard because this, like, the Cats landed two guys on the offensive line on the first team. That often then takes away because they're just almost never going to put multiple, they're not going to put more than two guys on the first team because they got to get, I mean, Jackson Slater from Sac State, Jordan Ford of UC Davis, uh, and Brandon Casey from Montana. Those guys all also deserve first team all conference. And so did Noah Tagi, who's probably the best individual offensive lineman in the league and a, a super senior there at Weber State. So it's tough when you got multiple guys on there already, and Reimer and Weir are both juniors. But I thought Omar Bedion was the Cats' best. I, I shouldn't say that. Weir is the Cats' best offensive lineman, but I thought Abedion was the best interior offensive lineman that I saw this year. That's why the Cats' offensive line has a reputation as one of the best in the country because they do have an all-conference guy at center in Justice Perkins. They got an all-American former tackle that's now playing guard in Rush Reimer. Weir... Now has a first-team All-League um, notch in his belt. He would have been that last year, but he didn't get it because he was hurt. 
But Abedion is actually the the highest graded of any of those guys. Abedion was the highest graded offensive guard in the country this year. So uh, to not be on first team all the league, it's uh, it's tough. But again, I get why when you have other guys that are sort of. Uh, taking the votes. We'll have more on the all-conference list on the Big Sky Breakdown tomorrow. I'm recording with Andrew Houghton. We'll also have hits from Ty Grigorak and Brooks Duanas as well as part of our extension on Skyline Sports. Now I got it. Now I know where we're at in the show. Hour one in the books for real this time. Hour two coming at you. And uh, we're going to talk all things FCS playoffs with Sam Herter and all things NFL with Brooks Duanas. Don't change that dial. Keep it right here. It's Duanas Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 